Are we doing this? Really? Wait for it. Are we doing this? Wait for it. Ow! What the fuck? WTF. And it's also, eh, what the fuck? What's wrong with me? It's time for WTF. What the fuck? With Mark Marin. All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fuck, Nicks? What the fuckstables? What the fuck, comedians? What the fuckologists? How are you, man? Women, children, whoever's in the car, whoever's around, whoever's listening, I'm sorry. This is Mark Marin. This is WTF. I'm not well in the mind. Uh, my cat and yours, Boomer, the star of the end of the show, if you listen that long, has been missing uh, for three days and uh, I'm worried and uh, I'm trying to hold on to hope, you know. I think that other cat out there just, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's a territorial thing. Look, this boomer's split for a day or two before. I'm not, I can't remember how long he's gone away for. I've had this cat 10 years, but I do remember feeling this way. I do remember, you know, just looking out on the deck at the negation of boomer, the absence of the boomer, of boomy. I do remember throwing the towel in at some point in another point in time. Maybe he's been away this long, but it's a horrendous feeling because there's nothing you can do with a cat, an outdoor cat. I don't know. I, I looked everywhere. You think the worst? You think coyotes? You think that maybe he crawled somewhere and died, but maybe because he was being uh, bullied so much by this other asshole out here, he just went and found a place to live. I don't know. Would he run away like that? A double life situation? Is he going to come back? Does he have a wife and kids somewhere else? What is he, my dad? I don't know about that. That that was a little over the top there. But he is, I am a little uh, unhappy about it and saddened by it. And uh, I'm just, like I said, I'm not going to get maudlin. I'd like to think he's out there adventuring and blowing some steam off. But I think that's uh, a little bit of uh, anthropomorphizing. Is that the word? Where you just project all kinds of human personalities onto your animals i just think he's out there like fuck that guy fuck mark fuck that other cat i'm out of here need a little time need a little space gonna go eat someone else's food for a while see if i can make some new friends maybe hang out in that that uh weird crevice that i like across the way that's what i'm hoping for but i'm freaking out in general as well I'll keep you abreast of that situation. Gilbert Gottfried is on the show today. I think we did all right, Gilbert and I. I didn't completely expect him to uh, lose the uh, character or the voice, but I thought we had a good conversation. You can enjoy that in a few minutes. You can do it now if you really want to, but I'm going to keep talking. Pow! Just coffee iced. Shit my pants. Cooler than the regular. So what else? I'm freaking out. I started uh, shooting my I have she show today. And over the weekend, I was freaking out. I was freaking out about Boomer. I'm looking at pictures of Boomer. I, I, I printed up some flyers. I put them in mailboxes around here. But then I, I realized that this is what I do. Every time I'm about to do anything important, I freak out. But not about that. I make it about something else. Like on Friday, I'm on my way to Detroit on the airplane. I'm doing a one-nighter, magic bag, on Saturday night. Thanks for coming out, you guys. It was a great shows. 
Had a great time. Didn't know if I was going to be able to do it because the entire flight there, I was worried about my cat. I was feeling sad about Boomy. And then I decided I was getting a cold sore. And then I decided that I, I need Valtrex. And then I realized I don't have any. I usually bring it with me, but I don't have any. So now I've got to, I've got a cold sore and I got to be on camera Monday. And if I don't have Valtrex, that thing's going to explode because I get them bad. I get cold sores on my lip that look like I've been punched in the fucking face. So this is what I'm picturing. I'm not going to be able to shoot the show because I've got this monstrosity on my face and there's nothing I can do to stop because I didn't have any Valtrex. And it's Saturday. I'm flying out on a Saturday. I don't have any doctors in Detroit. I don't even have a doctor in LA. What the hell am I going to do? How am I going to get Valtrex? So that's what my brain's doing. Instead of just realizing, look, you know, I'm doing something new. I'm a little uncomfortable. No, that's what's going to happen. I'm going to get a fucking huge cold sore on my face. And it's going to be stupid. And I'm going to be fucked. How do I get Valtrex in Detroit on Saturday afternoon at 4.30 in the afternoon? I'm on the plane, I'm on the Wi-Fi, I'm Googling Walgreens, I'm looking for one that's open late enough for me to get a script called in, then I got to figure out who's going to write me a script. My dad's not a practicing doctor anymore, I got no doctor I can call on a Saturday, then I realized, Ken Jong, write Ken Jong an email. That's how desperate I was. I wrote Dr. Ken an email to see if he could troubleshoot with me on how I could get some Valtrex for the cold sore that I don't even know if it's there. I'm running my tongue over my lips so much that I think I'm creating one. And Dr. Ken, God bless him. I say that a lot. Doesn't mean I believe in God. I like saying God bless him. He got back to me. He said, try some over the counter stuff. Don't freak out. I'm on set. Uh, you, you know, he, he emailed me back from the set of a movie to tell me, you know, relax, try the over the counter stuff. And then I wrote back like, I'm sorry, it's inappropriate. Didn't know what to do. I'm panicking about things. I don't even think I have a cold sore. But he was very nice. Yeah, he wrote back to me the next day. Is everything all right? I'm like, yeah, it didn't happen. Huh. So then yesterday I decided I was losing my voice. That's another thing I do is that uh, I'm about to do Letterman or anything. And I'm like, I'm losing my voice. Ah, la, la, la. I was doing that out, out loud on the plane flying home from Detroit next to somebody. Full plane. I'm like, uh-huh. La, 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 la. Because I'm, I'm sure I'm going to lose my voice. It's fucking ridiculous. I'm literally, my throat, I'm strangling myself from the inside because I have something amazing to do. What is that? Jesus. I'll let you know how it went today. What else? Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, I got to share this moment with you because it was pretty special and you're not going to hear it on the interview because it happened after the interview. Gilbert came in, he was with his wife or his girlfriend, the mother of his children, I don't know. They were in the house. And you know, he's a very meek guy in a lot of ways. When he, when he is off, he's very quiet and slightly hunched over. And he's an adorable little Jewish man, Gilbert Godfrey. So they leave the house. I give him their swag, which is a hand-thrown ceramic mug made by Brian Jones up in uh, Portland. I give those to the guests. And some, and some coffee, some just coffee.coop if they'd like. So him and his uh, girl, they, they walk down the driveway. I watch him kind of schlumping down the driveway, I think you would say, in a Yiddish hybrid of a word that connotes a <laughs> either a, a slovenly man or an old small gentleman. He's just kind of moving down the driveway, and they go to the car, and, and I, yeah, after I say goodbye, two minutes later, he comes back up. He walks in and he goes, I should go to the bathroom. And I go, okay, go to the bathroom, Gilbert. So he goes to the bathroom and then he comes out. He goes, you know, I didn't, uh, I didn't bring enough, uh, 
I don't do an impression. I didn't bring it, but he's talking like himself. So he's, I, I, it's cold. I didn't realize it would be so cold. I didn't bring a, a jacket. Do you have a jacket? And I just thought that was this was something so telling and so you know uh, wonderful in a way about his personality <laughs> that you know his you know most people if they needed a little a hoodie or something you know you go to Target you know I could have told him where to go to Target or you stop by a store or Kmart or whatever you pick up a cheap hoodie and you're all set for your trip. But Gilbert says, do you have anything you, you don't, uh, can I have a jacket? He's asking me for a jacket. And I just thought it was so sweet. And I gave him a Jimmy, uh, some Jimmy Kimmel, a Jimmy Kimmel hoodie that, uh, that I hadn't worn yet. It was swag from the Kimmel show. And he's like, oh, this is perfect. Okay, I'll take this. And he took it. And I just thought it was so sweet for some reason. He came in and I, he needed a jacket, so he just asked for one. And I felt like I was sending my boy off to school. Then when I saw him on the burn, Jeff Ross's show, he said, uh, you know that hoodie you gave me? I've washed it three times. I can't get the cat hair off it. <laughs> hey, buddy, I'm sorry. I'm not a store. You take what you get. We met once. I think it was a weird gig. It was in Boston. It was at, in my recollection, it took place at... Uh, at a Nick's comedy club at the Saugus Chinese restaurant, and it was you and Larry Bud Melman, and I did ten minutes before you. Can you? <laughs> have, do, does that ring a bell at all? I I remember Larry Bud Melman. Do you remember do working with yeah. him ever? I don't. Hmm. I mean, I could be making yeah. it up, but I don't think so. <laughs> I think you came in for like fifteen minutes. You did your thing. I uh, I said hello. And you said probably some version. What you know? I don't remember what. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That, does that sound like the exchange yeah, we yeah, might that, have? That's my catchphrase. <laughs> wow. Yeah. If, if it isn't, it needs yes, to be now. Yes. So no, I haven't. Uh, you know, we've never really met, which is weird because I've met most guys. But you were sort of, um, you were like the generation before me. Do you identify oh, yourself? No, not old. But yeah. you know, what? Who are your guys that you came up with in your mind? Uh, Eddie Cantor. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Banjoize himself, of oh, course. Yes. yes. The wonderful Eddie Cantor. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but where did you start doing it? And um, uh, I, I uh, start. Oh God. You can remember. Yeah. Yeah. I no, know I can. know. I I can remember. I You're just... like nine years old, weren't you? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I was pretty much nine <laughs> years old. <laughs> You started doing comedy in your bar mitzvah suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here I am with my Israel bonds. Uh, they, they were pretty much, wa I was a baby and they were washing the goo and fluids <laughs> off of me. And, <laughs> and I was going, am I on next? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Where's the light? Yeah, yeah. They were tying the cord on me and I was going, yeah. <laughs> what should, should I open with this? Yeah. With, with the cord thing? Yeah. <laughs> hey, what am I going to eat now? <laughs> How do I eat? I'm angry. Get me on stage. But where did you start? Uh, first time I went on stage, I was like 15 years old at the Bitter End in New it, York. Right, yeah. in the Greenwich Village. Yeah. And was it a comedy night or was it a folk singer? It, it, was, it was called Hootnanny Night. Yeah. <laughs> and so most of it was like, uh, you know, everybody with a guitar. Right, right, and, right. You know, bad like uh, Woody Guthrie, yeah, 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 yeah. Bob Dylan imitators. And then a 15-year-old Gilbert Guthrie. Uh, yeah, yeah, doing like... 
and and I doing impressions. Right. Yeah. And um, I was there like. You know, doing like Boris Karloff and Humphrey Bogart and and so oh, the, he, he, the, the topical stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even back then, my act was totally dated. You know, that's but, what. <laughs> but what the hell? Did your parents take you? Uh no, no. Uh, you, you ran away from home. Oh uh, yeah, uh, yes, yes, and joined the circus. Yeah. Uh I went with my two older sisters just. Basically, because uh, I thought I would get lost riding the subway myself. From where? Uh, I would. I still lived in Brooklyn. Yeah. So we went out there, and yeah, I don't know. I see. I think now, especially, you know, you know how it's not till years later you have some vague idea what your parents were doing all that time. Yeah. And it's like you know. So now I think. You know, imagine having a kid say, well, I'm going to make it. I'm going to be the next Bob Hope or something. You know, it's like, oh, please. It's like. Uh. If, you, if you said that to them, if you actually said Bob Hope was your role model. Yeah, yeah. I, I would imagine they'd be very concerned. Out of all the guys you could have picked, Bob Hope. You could see me, Ma, right in front of the troops. Yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> Making our boys abroad feel better. Yeah, and and fucking Ann Margaret. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was that was the actual reason. Yeah, <laughs> the Bob Hope thing. And I mean, I you know now you kind of think if uh, like uh, your kids said that to you, you'd go, well, can't you just collect cans and bottles in the street? <laughs> yeah, do, <That's>... do, <laughs> do something with a cart, something yeah, that has yeah. a future. It makes sense. But when you were a kid, you you grew up in, in what part of Brooklyn? I was born in Coney Island, then lived in Crown Heights, and then Borough Park. And what, like, what was your family like? What did your old man do? What, what was the situation uh, at home? Deli he, foods? Wait, uh, <laughs> was there smoked fish? Was there Yiddish uh, in the house? No, no, it wasn't. It was funny. I always kind of thought of like uh, being a Jew. Yeah. Like these people who go like. Um, well, I'm not a practicing Jew. Sure, yeah. I always felt like, oh, does that mean you buy things full price? <laughs> right, you right, know? sure. You don't look, you don't take a coupon with you. They're culturally Jewish, yeah, which means yeah. they just act irritating to other cultures. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> and to me, I always felt like uh, with like growing up, it was like, we knew we were Jews. It was definitely Jewish in the way that you knew... Whoever was going to be rounding up the Jews for execution next, you'd be rounded up. You'd be on that list. Yeah. So it's like these. But you'd be low on the list because you're not that Jewish. Oh yeah. <laughs> you'd, you'd get another fifteen minutes yeah. before they put you on the freight car. And well, it's just like these people, like uh, um, is it, it Sarah, yeah Sarah Michelle Geller who's Buffy yeah. Yeah, she's one of the. She's a Jew who says she's not a Jew. Right? She oh, she says she's not a Jew yeah, at all. Yeah. Well, that I mean, that's annoying. Yeah, that's extremely. But annoying. I mean, I mean, because some people you can't. I don't think that anyone uh, would believe you. <laughs> like, I'd, I'd imagine at any point in your life, if you were to say I'm not a Jew, you'll yeah. be like. Right. Okay. See, see, I always think people look at me and go, "Oh, look, it's Val Kilmer." Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> the future Val Kilmer. 
when he be, became smaller and Jewish. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and extremely irritating. So you had two two older sisters, that's it? Yes. And, the, and you were all living in Coney Island. It wasn't, uh, not by the amusement park, right? Uh, not far, <laughs> but it wasn't like everyone always thinks of that scene in Annie In Woody Hall. Allen, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Well, I mean, it was kind of, what was it like then? I mean, it's all Russian now, right? Uh, yeah, it was, I don't know, I remember it being very crappy and in the middle of nowhere. But you had a beach? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you, you could walk by the, the ghosts of fun that once happened at another time. Oh, like, yes. Apparently, <laughs> this used to be a fun place. And, the- and we lived in, um, my father and my uncle owned a hardware store. Oh, you see, I like that. Yeah. And my grandfather owned a hardware store. Oh. My grandfather owned a hardware store. It was just like there there was a time where men did things. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I I have a store. What do you need? Yeah, we got that. It's a fitting for the thing. And someone goes, Bert, could you take her to the thing? (laughs) Right. What was your uncle's name? Uh, Seymour. Seymour. She needs a thing for the the pipe. And then your uncle would go get it. Yeah. It would. I mean, to me, it's like, you know, my father was in the army. And uh, and so was uh, my uncles, and uh, you know my father could fix stuff, plaster, yeah. paint. See that? Jews, that? No one thinks Jews can do that anymore. Yeah, yeah, they can't. <laughs> what happened to the painting Jews? <laughs> Where are the Jews that can fix things? Bring me a painting Jew. <laughs> and I always think now hmm. it always hits me when I'll get book to do something like on TV or at a club yeah. and I'll go, oh God, that's what they're paying and I have to do 12 minutes yeah, yeah. and Ugh. it's like I'm really, oh. and I'm thinking I always I always get like a picture of my father right. in my mind going, right. well, wait, wait, this is what you're bitching about? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. I didn't make this money in yeah, my yeah. lifetime. Right, right, right. It would be different if it was like, now Gilbert Godfrey's going to fix a toilet. <laughs> In eight, in eight minutes, go. Here's Gilbert Godfrey with a wrench. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, You should thank then, God every day. Yeah, back then, guys actually got their hands dirty. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. They, and, and they could, you know, they were always sweaty, and they're running around in undershirts, and they're fixing stuff. Well, I mean, the hardware store for me, when I was a kid, my grandfather had one. I, I loved going in there because there were always men hanging around talking about shit that seemed important. Yes, yes. Um... Although, with, I remember with my father's hardware store, if you ever saw someone in there, it was pretty much miraculous. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I mean, they could have they could have locked the door with scotch tape. So it was a sad hardware store? <laughs> yeah. What, they, they didn't have nails? Why, yeah, why was well, it? actually, I remember, one thing I remember about my father was him going, he would be very annoyed, these people who'd come and go, do you have a nail? <laughs> <laughs> and that would be what they'd want, like one, one nail. nail. And, and, you know, and he oh. sat around going, we've got to figure out a way to sell 10. Yes. Yeah. So oh, it was not, and, how long did they have the store? And Oh, uh, 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 quite a while. And, uh, how they paid for it, I don't know. I, 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 I'd like to, I pray that it was a money laundering operation <laughs> oh, yeah. and the mob was somehow. Somehow involved. helped out. And, and one thing I talk about in the book that was true he one one time there was a law passed because everyone was like sniffing glue right years ago. I remember, yeah, yeah. You had you could you had to put it behind the counter like Sudafed now. Oh yes, right? yes, yeah. And they 
carry these little bags yeah. with the glue in it and yeah. sniff it. Yeah. And, and I'm showing this. Yeah. It's, uh, a, on, it's, on a, it's a miraculously effective uh, simulation. That was, oh, I, yes. I, you, brought, you took me there. Yes. You took I, me I'm to I'm the like bag. I'm Marcel Marceau. <laughs> <laughs> The glue sniffing mime. Oh wait! Now I'm walking against the wind. Oh, that is great! Come on, hey, let, me, let me. I'm stuck in a box. Hey! Yeah, oh my God! You are stuck in a box. Gilbert is stuck in the Gilbert box. <laughs> Can someone let Gilbert out of Gilbert? Everyone's been waiting for Gilbert to get out of Gilbert. <laughs> I certainly have. <laughs> so, so uh, with that, they passed a law. Yeah. That in order to an idiotic law like they knew people were buying this glue to get stoned with mm -hmm. so in order to buy the to sell someone glue they had to buy a model kit so you had to buy a plane to get high yeah <laughs> Yeah. Now, my father had, like, one model kit <laughs> yeah. store yeah, well, well, that he must have had for 50 years yeah. that no one ever bought, covered with dust. <laughs> so one day, someone, these kids came in yeah. and bought that for, like, a quarter. Yeah. Then they went, and he, when he was leaving, he saw it was in the garbage, yeah. unopened. Yeah. And so then after that, yeah. every time kids would come in and buy the glue... They'd leave. He'd like count to three, and then go out and take that the same, same box. And yeah. so he he resold that model kit yeah. about like five hundred yeah. times. Oh, and, and, and sent a generation of young Coney Island boys <laughs> on their journey into drug addiction. Yes, you're going to get so much more out of that than you are a plane that you put together and sits on your desk. He provided those kids with a lifetime of possibility. <laughs> Good for your father helping out the youth. Yes. <laughs> I see where you get it now. Yes. Then he sold cocaine. Yeah. And oh, sure. Operation. Oh, good, yes. good. That's where he made the money. So we figured it out. No one was buying nails. Now, yeah. So your your mom didn't work. She hung out. Yeah, I mean, she worked as a housewife. Yeah, she dealing with your father's disappointment. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, Pretty much. That was her job. Yeah. <laughs> And now, so you started doing the comedy at 15. That was the first time you went on. But when did you really start doing it? Where And where in New York? Well, that's the funny thing. I always say, and I'm serious, I always say, I don't know if I did well or if I was too stupid to know what doing well or bombing was. Do you ever? Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm so used to bombing now. I go, hey, I did pretty good. <laughs> well, no, I always wonder... Like, obviously, you know when you're doing well, but when you, you have such an extreme character on stage and you just keep pushing, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. do, do, I mean, are there times where you, you got to, like, sort of snap out of it and check in, like, all right, there's some smiles going back in? Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> it's like, how, how many times, yeah. this happens to me uh, when I'm on stage, how many times are you up there and all of a sudden, it goes into your head and you go... Wait a minute! What the fuck am I doing now? Oh yeah, I'm standing here. Oh, yeah, I'm talking to a group of people, right. and I'm thinking I'm somehow funnier yeah. or wittier than yeah. they are. Yeah, what am I doing right now? Well, I think I think the reason we get on stage is to avoid that moment at all costs. Oh yes. <laughs> That's, that, that's, that's pretty much it. That, that, that's the only reason we get on stage is to not be aware that someone is looking at us with expectations of any kind. That's the whole drive of yes. it. This is my time. Don't look at me yeah. like that. 
<laughs> no, I, but I, I sometimes like I'll, I'll be in the middle of a joke and there'll be not the laugh I want. And there's that moment of silence that I will sit in for four, you know, maybe 10, 15 seconds and then acknowledge it and just say, this is odd, right? We're yeah. all waiting for something. Yeah. But, yeah, but it is a really profound, weird moment. What the hell am I doing up here? What and am I doing up those here? Those thoughts that go through your mind, they're two different types. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a bit you've been doing 5,000 years yeah, already. Yeah, sure. And, you know, you're thinking about, where did I put my green sock? Do I still have that? I know I did <laughs> yeah, the laundry. Where, where am I, I going to eat after? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do I get free soda here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like the soda last time was a little flat, but it seemed okay. <laughs> yeah, you know? And then there's that other thing that right. goes in my head when I'm doing my act where I go into a certain bit, and in my head I'm going, why did I start going into oh, yeah. this bit? Now I I'm in. I have the energy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you felt this way when uh, you were 15, right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> I already felt I had been doing it too long. Yeah. And Or you start going, okay, now I do this next line, and this next line never worked. Right, right. Why am I still doing it? I have to change this one day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, as, long as, you're not, yeah, as long as you're not doing a line that gets a laugh and then you think like, what are they laughing at? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if they knew how many times I heard this fucking joke, <laughs> they would not be laughing at all. Are they just being nice? Yeah. <laughs> but after the, like, okay, so when you did your jokes, you initially, uh, uh, did you stick with impressions or you did not? I, I stuck with impressions you for do, a while. And you do a couple still, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I still do Who? them. Uh, let me see. Uh, Angelo Stevens, <laughs> Maria Ospinskaya. <laughs> I, uh, oh, well, the one I always, I remember when I started doing like Catch and the Improv, mm-hmm. like Seinfeld was just like another schmuck hanging out. Yeah. Waiting to go on. Now he's a very rich schmuck hanging rich out. Muck. with, with <laughs> st- Still feeling like he needs to do things. Yeah. It's weird about rich schmucks, isn't it? <laughs> it's like, if I had that kind of money, you know what I would do? Stop doing it. <laughs> yeah, and I I think he's still waiting for the marriage wreck to take off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's going to... Have they see, asked you to see, do it yet? that, that just you? shows when you hit the level of Seinfeld. Yeah. You could go to a network and go, hey, I've got this idea, the marriage room. Yeah. Hey, good enough. Great. Yeah, great. You know, Your yeah. name on it? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. We'll draw up the paperwork right now. Yeah. And so I remember I, at times just to, to screw around on stage, I would start imitating the uh, the the other comics, right. the bartender sure, sure. and stuff. And I would do like Seinfeld a lot. Just the other comics yeah, and they love staff it. Yeah. would laugh. Yeah. And the audience was scratching their heads. They had no idea how ahead of your time you oh, were. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what I heard is that every time I would do Seinfeld, yeah. everybody would run into the room. And Seinfeld wouldn't come in. Right. He, he'd wait out in a bar, yeah. pacing back and forth. Oh, really? Going, Why do they think that sounds like me? <laughs> I don't talk that way. <laughs> he makes me sound like I've got some kind of sing-song voice. <laughs> <laughs> Who else? Like, that was a, like a Catch Rising Star then, right? Uh, yeah. So when you started working there, were you like 19, 20, what? I guess so. Yeah? Yeah. I, I forget when it started, yeah, but Catch a Rising Star, 
and oh, the improv. So yeah, so you were there it's still when it was kind of vital, right? The improv was still. Oh yeah. Yeah. And who who when, was around? Oh well. Bud I, was still around. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Bud Friedman. And was Andy Kaufman around? Oh yeah. Kaufman. Yeah, Andy Kaufman or Kaufman. I say <laughs> I, Kauf, Kaufman is the right yeah. way. To say. I had Zamuda in here, and you know, I kept saying Kaufman, and he never corrected me. Oh yeah, he. They were around, let's see who was in. But what, did you have friends or were you uh, like, you know, here comes that weird kid? Uh, <laughs> I think it was more here comes that weird kid. Like occasionally they talked to me, but really? it was more like here comes that weird kid. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't find yourself at, at many diners with guys afterwards? Uh, yeah, or? yeah. It's not like we were all like puffing a cigar. <laughs> well, you know, we have People hang out. They hang out. I mean, I would wind up mm -hmm. in those places sometimes. But uh, who was like the guys that you would hang out with usually? Let me see. Because that's like going back, what is it, in the, in the early 70s, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and so let's see. I mean, Seinfeld I never hung out with. He always struck me as a little peculiar. Yeah. yeah. I, I guess that's a kind word. I, yeah. I, it's one of those broad words. It could go either way. You know, it could be good, peculiar. It could that's be that. why he may or may not have been a Scientologist at one point. But that's why it would surprise no one. What's weird about him is that you know, as you know, as a guy who loves comedy, and you know, I can appreciate his success and everything else. But I, I never got a sense of who that guy was. No. See, see, like, like with me, if you caught me hanging yeah, in my bathroom, like, you go, yeah, yeah of course, yeah, of course, that's what this was leading to. Yeah, that's, that sounds about right. <laughs> I always oh, wondered what was inside of that guy. It oh, turned... look, Gilbert slashed his wrist open. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, why even mention it? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not, you're not a depressive, but you know, I think that you're one of those enigmatic people. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what the hell's going on in there? It's, you know, it's like. You know, if I killed myself, it would be with the same shock when you heard Amy Winehouse died. You know, it's <laughs> no, like, yeah, no. uh, yeah, yeah, I guess it's a shock. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. No, it would be a shock if you uh, you OD'd on crack and heroin. Oh, didn't yeah. You? <laughs> yeah. I wonder if you got it at his father's store. <laughs> no, but I mean, uh, no, I think that people would be very surprised and saddened by that, Gilbert. Don't. Uh, but you know what I <laughs> Thank mean. Thank you. That there's That's something... the nicest thing anyone <laughs> we, We'd all be surprised if you killed yourself. So if it's anywhere in the cards, <laughs> just know... That, that that I would probably say something on the show. Oh, thank you. And we'd you. talk about it for at least three days, and we'd be making jokes about it yeah. two weeks in. <laughs> two weeks later, the Gilbert hanging himself jokes would be the rave. Oh, of course. And then there'd be, you know what? And because of your history, no one would say it was too soon. Yeah. <laughs> People would actually be saying, I was doing a Gilbert suicide joke two hours yeah. after I heard about yeah. it. I was doing it before Boy, he even kidding. thought of killing us. I think I caused yeah. it. That's how good my joke was. <laughs> but when when you were a kid, what drove you to the the like? Because you said you did impressions of Boris Karloff and Bela Lugosi, but obviously when you were very young, that that shit was still on television on the yeah, like see, on Channel Eleven. Oh yeah, they would be. I think like Channel Eleven and Nine had right. horror movies. Yeah, yeah, and the Three Stooges and oh, the yeah. Little Rascals, the Bowery and, Boys, right? The Bowery Boys. Yes, yes. They even had the Blondie movies. 
Oh, really? Yeah. That's right, right. Dagwood and Blondie, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I kind of remember those, because my grand, I used to go to my grandparents, and they'd have, he'd watch uh, Three Stooges all the time, and that, it was that one cha- channel, all it ran was Little Rascals, Bowery Boys, Three Stooges, you know, Blondie movies, yeah. and all that great old comedy, the and black and white I, stuff. I remember watching the Blondie movies, then years later, when I saw William H. Macy, I thought, He'd be a great Dagwood if they brought back those Blondie movies. You know, you know what? If it were another time that you, there's not, it's it, it could happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In, in ter- yeah. In terms of making movies from comic books, they're going to run out of shit eventually. And they're going to re. They're going to make a big announcement. Yeah, we're yeah, yeah. bringing back the Blondie yeah. movie. And look, and, and stay tuned for Sad Sack one, two, and three. <laughs> We're bringing back the Hudson Brothers. Exactly. Yes. And what I remember with the Bowery Boys yeah. is they're supposed to be a gang of kids. <laughs> yeah, they're all they're, 40. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they all have those alcoholic uh, bags under their eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, And their yeah. voices are gruff. <laughs> who, who are your favorite guys? What sort of made you believe that you know stand-up was an option? I mean, what made you think... That doing comedy was something you want to do. You must have seen something. Uh, I don't know. I I don't remember. I can't narrow it down to any one person. I remember there were so many. There were even those comedians you don't remember. You oh, there were so at. many. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, I used to love Jackie Vernon. He was literally. Oh, yes, he was yes. like the guy that made me w- love comedy. Was he, watching with the slideshow. Yeah, yeah, with the clicker. That was the whole thing. You know, it was the. Here's some slides from my vacation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's Manuel leading us around the quicksand. Here we are from the waist up. (laughs) Here are just some hats and ropes and things. (laughs) Hats and ropes and things. How could you argue with that? One time, a couple of times on stage, uh, this this just shows when I'm really trying to appeal to my audience. Yeah. Years after he was dead, I would do Jackie Vernon imitations, and I would do, like, a scene from A Mice and Men or uh, Who's on First Base uh-huh. with Jackie Vernon before he had his teeth capped yeah. and Jackie Vernon after he had his... Because I remember, <laughs> I re- actually... <laughs> I remember very clearly... You're such a crowd pleaser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie Vernon, he was a sad sack comic, right? And then he had the really bad caps, yeah. those yeah. early caps done, where it looked like he had big buck teeth, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. and he always looked like he had some goofy smile on his right, face. Right, right. That's hilarious which, that you remember that. It. Yes, and you actually had two voices for for each. No, same same exact voice. Oh, okay. But it used to be, and 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 you at home watching. <laughs> You at home listening will just have to imagine I'm making two faces right now. And it used to be like, uh, what's the guy's name on first base? What's the guy's name on second base? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you liked him, right? You thought he was funny? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, oh, I remember, uh, oh, I always forget their uh, names. I forget everything now. Oh. Oh, I do too. Yeah. What what were those two singers? Um where one was French. Oh god, I don't know. And the other was American. Oh, I forget. Was it a comedy routine? No, no. They oh, were they like were real? old they was the 
type of act that could have only lived mm-hmm. back then mm-hmm. during the Ed Sullivan show. And I, Sandler and Young. Okay, you got it. I'm excited. Yeah. And they would go. I can guarantee you're the only guy on the planet right now that is having a Sandler and Young moment. That a- Sandler and Young's offspring. Yeah. Don't know who yeah, the hell yeah, I'm talking yeah. about. They heard their parents did something. But they would do a thing. One would sing in English, the other in French. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and I remember you go, you know, when the saints come marching in, <laughs> oh, I want to be in that number. <laughs> you just thought that was and that could exist only in that the 70s. Well, I get well, in earlier because I was watching, I had it on my desk the other day. You know, I got into the, you know, I ordered the Dean Martin Variety Show, best of Dean Martin Variety oh, yes. Show. It was fucking great, though. Yeah. I mean, like, I, you know, I, it's really easy to forget just how amazing he was. I mean, he was hilarious. Oh, yeah. These are grown men in their 50s dancing around, doing jokes and making faces. That would be unheard of because people are too vain now. You know? All oh, yeah. You, and, and there was no, there was a vanity, but it was completely acceptable for men in tuxedos to, you know, ponce, you know, whatever, yes. jump and around. Yes, came and, out in the tuxedo and egotism was very charming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you saw Gleason on his variety show with the drink and cigarette yeah. and thinking, I'm great yeah. and you you should be happy to watch me, it was the most charming thing. But I think they were great, weren't yes, they? Yes, yes. I mean, I don't see the depth of personality like that anymore. And, and like Dean was the greatest straight guy for all these guys. You know, like you watch all those old comics and it's so moving to me that uh, I don't know what's, I'm not sure exactly what's changed, but it seemed like when there was less guys doing it, or at least there was three TV networks, there was an intimacy to the whole thing. You got the feeling that everyone knew each other. They were having a good time. Yes, and they, you know, and it, it was a, it was a type of entertainment. Like it made me want to. Like <clears throat> I had a moment where I'm like, well, maybe it's, I should sing, sing and dance a little. Oh yeah, yeah. I like to be a song and dance guy. I've never and done them. Back then, everybody did everything. Yeah, they danced. Yeah, and it wasn't unusual for you to be surprised by juggling for yeah. somebody. You didn't. Every comic broke out in a song. Yeah. and did a dance, and yeah. it was okay. And and then it was like, um, I. Oh, you know what's funny too, and this is certainly change. Like, like Don Rickles yeah. got in trouble recently. Oh, boy, uh, no, <laughs> wait, wait, what, who would fucking bother that guy? I mean, you know, let him say what he wants. Yeah. For what? For what? He Don Rickles was at the uh, Shirley a uh, thing honoring Shirley MacLaine. Yeah, and he said something like, "Well, I don't want to say anything bad about blacks." Um, um, uh, you know, President Obama is a good friend of mine. He came over the house last week, but then his mop broke. Oh, and yeah. and that's the kind of jokes he's been doing for years. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, yeah. This well, this is the time yeah. of outrage. Yeah. Well, it, 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 I think that that I guess because it's the president. I, you know, it's weird because I believe you know, and you can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. But you know, if you're gonna, you have to have some sense that if you're going to get flack for it you just got to own the flack what are you going to oh, do oh yeah and like you know the stuff that you got in trouble for it was just ridiculous in in my mind especially the 911 joke i mean you know that was you know that but you look at it it's like it's a great joke you know oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they expect us to be some you know, emotionally empathetic to things. That's not what we do. We're selfish, angry animals that want to make fun of things so we feel better. And, <laughs> and so, so, 
Sometimes their timing isn't great. What do you and, want from them? And I remember with the whole tsunami thing, I actually became a much bigger story than the actual tsunami. I mean, yeah. I was like secondary. Yeah, the only the only <laughs> thing that lost was the duck. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, Aflac then hires someone to imitate me, and they pay him less money, thus bringing closure to a horrible tragedy. Well, yeah, idiots. Yeah. But, you know, the, the weird thing is, is like, are, you know, is it, like, do the people really get upset if they don't make news out of it. I mean, most, yes. most people are sort of like, you know, all right, you know, a week later, that's a shitty thing to say. It's fucking Don Rickles. Yeah. It's Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah. But as soon as the, the parasites who have nothing better to do or no better news to cover because there's too much fucking shit on TV, they're like, let's take this guy down. They don't even think about that. They're just stalking, you know, they're creating controversy where it's not necessary because most people are like, eh, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Right. And it's like, and even on shows where they were putting me down and, like, horrified by it. Like, sometimes I'd have, like, the producer or something sneak over to me quietly and go, uh, I, I I laughed at some of those jokes, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, but, oh, but, don't but, let anyone find out. Yeah, but, yeah, but the, the next sentence is, but I can't watch your back on this one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like... I think you're very funny, but we can't have you back. If, if the Nazis come, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, telling them right yeah, where yeah, you yeah, live. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, you're at the Frank house in the attic. I remember I the first thing that they mm-hmm. did when that happened was they wouldn't say Gilbert Gottfried's jokes... They would say Gilbert Gottfried's comments and remarks. Because if you say jokes, everyone goes, what the fuck? Yeah. Are we doing a news story about a guy making jokes? Comments and remarks. Yeah. Like the, uh, the important political pundit, yeah, Gilbert yeah. Gottfried, today, <laughs> came up with some very interesting ideas about the world. Yeah. Cause, and then I would wind up being on these shows of being questioned. And I, as I'm making an explanation, in my mind, I'm thinking... What the fuck is this? Uh, this is a story about a comedian making jokes? One joke. Yes. One yeah. joke. And these are singular moments. These yes. are one-liners. <laughs> these, are, these are fucking passing moments. Yeah, the, that moment, like you know, at the where was it? The Friars Club, where you did the nine eleven joke. Oh yeah, that would have that would have gone away. You you, you would have got you like oh, and then you would move on to the next joke or whatever you did, the aristocrats joke, and then that would have been forgotten. Oh yeah. But some asshole in the room's like, oh, that's a story, huh? Oh yeah. Yeah idiots and every well everything now nowadays everything is outrage and if they have to get a lynch mob together yeah because they they don't make a separation they seem that all these idiots who are talking shit you know it's all the same it's it's the same stream of consciousness they don't you know they don't separate jokes from this or that and they just they try to cause trouble they just try to cause trouble and it drives me nuts i mean it hasn't happened to me i'm not you know big i don't have a big enough stature in the world but I mean, offensive jokes. Like I was watching Rickles. Now you know the, the the thing is, is that if you don't understand the context of Rickles, which I imagine a lot of people don't, which yeah. was like his big thing was, you know, he at the end of his show he'd sing a song about how I make I'm fun of a nice guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. So like, if he's just gonna say the president, you know, we forgot his mop or his mop broke, you know, oh, without yeah. without taking a shot at a Mexican, a Jew, oh, you know, yes, an Italian yes. guy, then he's just a guy saying that the president is a black guy that works as a janitor. And and Rickles always like for the beginning of his career, and now he's like a thousand. It's always like, and the Chinese guy in yeah. the third row. Boom. I'm yeah, thinking, right. Is there a Chinese guy in the no, third row? No, I don't think a Chinese guy's <laughs> ever gone to his show. Yeah, I, I think. <laughs> 
in China, they fly in for a Don Rickles. Him and Buddy Hackett, they fly. I loved Buddy Hackett. Oh yes. I mean, those guys were so good. But I was the one I was watching is this weird episode of the uh, the Dean Martin Variety Show where. They set up, like, Dean set up the thing by saying, you know, there was a night at a club in Vegas where all these celebrities were there. It was, in, uh, it was probably one of the, the lounges, and, and Rickles was on just shitting on all these celebrities. So Dean got all these celebrities into the studio and built a stand-up stage for him to recapture it. And it's just Rickles. I mean, I'll show it to you after. You never wow. seen that? No, I don't think it's, so. It's fucking spectacular yeah. because the one thing that I love about Rickles is that when he was in it, that you know there was a fury. Oh yes, I mean yes. Like you know now, like he's older, whatever. But when he was really in it, and like he wrote a line where he, some of the shit he said was was hurtful and horrible, but it was so fucking good, you know. And he had this look in his eye where I'm like, that guy is on fire inside. And now it's not allowed. It's yeah. like Rickles, who's. Been in the business all this time. Now he can say an insult joke. Well, the weird thing is, is that, and I've I've talked about this before, is that you know, there, you know, stereotypes are stereotypes because some of them hold true. Oh, and yeah. if it, and if it's not mean spirited, usually the people that are going to get the biggest laugh out of it are the people you're stereotyping because they can identify with it. But it's, all of a sudden, it's not okay if you're not one of them. To, to make the comment. Oh, well, I remember I was watching, they did a TV movie with, like, actors as uh, the Rat Pack. Oh, yeah. With Don Cheadle as Sammy yeah, Davis. And... Yeah, I don't know why bio movies even exist, because just every fucking bio movie, all you're going to do is, like, doesn't look like him. No, no. It does, does not look like him. But I remember in that, they, were, they have to make it, in this time period, oh, so they have type. to be appropriate to this, uh, the uh, political correctness. Yeah, of so so they, they were always doing jokes about yeah. Sammy Davis yeah. being black yeah. and having one eye, and they'd pick him up and go, "I'd like to thank the NAACP for this award," <laughs> and doing stuff, and it was funny, and everybody yeah. laughed. And in this movie, when they would do one of the black jokes, there'd be a close-up of Don Cheadle as Sammy Davis with, like, tears in his eyes and tremendous hurt. And it's like, please, if he was, like, that much of a sensitive asshole, he would have been out of the Rat Pack in a second. Yeah, they wouldn't have tolerated it. Yeah. (laughs) Man up. Come on, Sammy. Take the hit. It's hilarious. (laughs) Were you, a, are you are you familiar with Shaky Green? Oh yeah. Do you have you do you know him? I I've met him a couple of times. The the miraculous thing about Shaky Green is right now no one knows who he is. No one remembers him. But the name Shaky yeah. is synonymous with comedy. Yeah. It's interesting because I would like he's he's one of those guys where apparently there's really no footage of him doing what he was known oh, for. Oh yeah. Like, you know, at the, when Vegas started moving shows to the lounges, you know, and it became a thing, he was like the first guy to do that. So in some ways, when that happened, when they, you know, they had the showrooms, but then apparently the way it happened, from what I understand, is that, you know, something was under construction. They would set, you know, they'd have a comic go in the bar and they, these guys were doing shows on tables. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that was, if you think about it, that was really the birth of the comedy club. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, that's when it moved from this main stage thing to this, like, intimate thing. And apparently he was the, the greatest. Yeah. And now, like, no one knows who. And that bothers me. And I, one of the saddest stories I remember is when I first started to get known, like, Beverly Hills Cop yeah, and yeah. a few other things were all hitting. And I was going to some event 
And Shecky was there yeah. with some manager type, some sleazy showbiz yeah. type. And he goes, oh, you know, Gilbert Gottfried, the manager guy goes. And he goes, how you doing? And I did some, just brushed it off. I said, ah, yeah, my career's over. Yeah. And and he goes, oh, what are you kidding? You've got the career that Shecky always wanted. And, which was really like such a nice thing yeah. to say when Shecky's standing, standing right, right there. there. And Shecky looks, he just kind of shakes his head and he goes, yeah, a few years ago I came out to L.A. I had a movie deal, TV, a development deal, nothing. Yeah. And it was like, oh, oh God. God. <laughs> nice oh, to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, give me a bridge to leap off. <laughs> Did you know Buddy Hackett? I, I met him yeah. a couple of times. I wish I would have known him more. Do he you have any friends? friends? No, no. <laughs> I what I realize is there are people I've worked with for yeah. years, and I know them as well as I'd know someone I waited for an elevator with. Well, that's a, well, that's I mean, comics. It's sort of like that, unless you sit like I like guys that come through here. I've done almost three hundred of these things who I've met for five minutes. But when you're in the same business and you see them on stage and stuff, you you there's a there's a closeness to it, but you don't ever sit down and just talk to them. No, it's a, it's an odd thing. I what, what when you were coming up though, I don't remember. You were sort of a a, a mysterious dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think like, <laughs> like in my like. Now in, I'm a like Art Linkletter. Right? Yeah, you're like one of the guys. Yes. Yeah, but no, I remember. It's like I don't know anything. You know, you ask people like, what is what does Gilbert Gottfried do? What's a, <laughs> what does his life look like? And they, they, I think it was like you know, uh, he lived with his mom. Is that true? Yeah, that was years ago. Yeah, yeah I lived with my mother for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and like, what does he do? Right, like, yeah, he's just, and it was just like weird. Does kind he of, live in the sewer? Yeah, know? yeah. Like, where does that guy come from? Yeah. He just lives with his mom. And it was, but it, as as a, as a, as an origin story or a mythology, like you living with your mother and just leaving and, and being this lunatic on yeah. stage and going back to this strange, you know, Bates like relationship. But uh, you did live with her for a long time. Yeah, and here's here's something weird. I always think of at that. When you think of all the years that you do comedy and all the clubs, and there are these people that I saw night after night after night, uh, and I talked to them and whatever, and now I don't remember their names or what they look like. Are they just gone, you yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, they're just gone. See, I find that to be, like, you know, I'm, I, I seem to be one of the only people that that, that is that, that feels this way, like, because I've been doing comedy a long time, and, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a little bit of a different generation than you, and I never had huge comedic success. You know, it's, it, you know I do good now. You know, I'm around. You grew up on talking pictures. Yeah, yes. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. But like when I see guys that I haven't seen in ten years, there's that moment where I'm like, "Oh, thank God!" Wait, oh wait, yeah. You know, what have you been doing? Like I get very heartbroken when even like some dude who I met twice, but I knew was the real deal, out in the road doing whatever, and they pass away or whatever. To me, it's just like it's devastating that so many of us can just die in you know, anonymity. Yes, it, it just kills me. I think that's what drives my desire to keep talking on a microphone. It's just that somehow guarantee. That that you know when I do die, you know it's it's not even a, a someone will notice. Right, right, right. Yes. It's not like Mark who I remember that guy. He's the oh, guy that and, did that thing. And you have to pray that you don't die on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Because on the weekend you'll get no press. Yeah. 
That's that's the other thing. And you have to pray that you're not going to die when somebody bigger is dying. Well, yeah, but also you think about comedy. It's like there's some great guys and that, and they've always done great work. But comedy is so, you know, it's it's culturally relevant for a short period of time. There's only like 10, 20 guys that anyone gives a shit about yeah. in the history of comedy. You know, like I know plenty of great comics. Yeah. You mentioned their name, like great comics, and people are like, nah, "I don't know." Yeah, there's like somehow it's chosen that there are 20 guys that everybody knows, and that's it. You know, I mean, there's very few people running around going, "A pig meat Markham." Oh. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, here comes the judge, changed my life, <laughs> <laughs> or Shecky Green, or any example. Yeah. and it's sort of heartbreaking, and but it, it's what and we it do. It's like these people like Jackie Vernon. Had he died when the Sullivan show was still on the air, then it would have made the papers. Right. Then he died like afterwards, and it was like, oh. That guy. Yeah, yeah, no one remembers, you know, because comedy is so specific to the time it happens that there's, like I said, there's only a handful of guys that have careers. You're one of them. That sort of spans decades. I mean, it's a rare thing. And what gets me, what makes me think of those people who have fallen off the face of the earth who who never got a shot yeah. at anything, is that whenever I feel depressed about my career, yeah. which is 24 hours yeah. a day, but I always think, oh, shit, there yeah. are those people. Yeah. Where the fuck are they I know, now? because like, when I think about when I, when I, you know, two, you know, a couple of years ago when I was starting this show, and I was like, I got nothing. My manager, like, you know, he, he my manager said, I don't know what we're going to do. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's a, yeah, that's the worst thing you could hear. I, I, I can't do anything with you. And there's that moment where you're like, well, I guess I got to quit. And then you're like, yeah. what does that even mean? What, yes. do you, what, do I, what am I fucking prepared to do? What am I going to do? Oh. Yeah, but some dudes, I mean, like, and, but it, to me, it's harder. Like, some guys, I imagine they get out of the racket and they get into another game and, you know, they might be happy. They're probably happier than they ever were. Guys who did comedy 15, 20 years, they're like, fuck it, I'm going to sell cars, whatever the fuck it is. I'm going to get into another business. And they've probably been happier. But in my mind, I could not live with the possibility of a moment oh. where I'm saying, like, get in it, take it for a test run. They're oh, like, yeah. I, I know you. How do I know you? Yeah. <laughs> I did some comedy. That's right. You did comedy. <laughs> yeah, this guy, he gets great gas mileage. I just, yeah. <laughs> I saw you on television. Shut up. Just drive the car. You want to buy the car? You know, <laughs> I couldn't live with that. It, it's just like, um, there was a comic yeah. that used to be around the clubs on open mic night every single night for years. I, I ran into him years later. And he recognized me. I didn't remember him anymore. And he, and I said, "Oh, so what have you been up to?" And he he uh, joined the sanitation department. Yeah. So when I first heard that, I thought, "Oh God, is this depressing?" Yeah, yeah. And he was happy. He said, <laughs> "I was in the sanitation department for a while. Now I I left it. I have a pension. pension yeah. I've got a health plan." Yeah. With benefits, yeah. and he was thrilled. Yeah, it was the best yeah. thing ever to, yeah. to get rid of the curse. And and I thought, oh, here I am feeling sorry for him that he's not, uh, you know, taking the car out to do giggles. Yeah. in Illinois. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have a, a sort of twisted perception yeah, of it. Like, yeah, like like a, living a normal life. Maybe being a responsible father. Oh, yes. You're not yeah. hanging your dreams on this ridiculous idea that what? maybe you'll be relevant for t- oh, six yeah. months. <laughs> what an asshole that guy is. Yeah. <laughs> 
like like he's not thrilled with himself because he goes, hey, I have a car, so they hire me because I could drive the other car. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's not really a comedy club. It's a room in a bowling alley, but it's a bar. It's a bar. Yeah. But you've done, but it's weird. Like, you know, I was looking at your stuff. I mean, you have done like shitloads of stuff. I mean, the voiceover thing in between the movie parts and the TV. I mean, you've never stopped working, really. Oh, yeah. Is that true? Yeah. yeah Temporarily, yeah. I stopped working if there's a tsunami. <laughs> the tsunami hurt me more than it hurt anyone in Japan. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Nobody nobody in Japan lost a job. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, the only victim of the tsunami was Gilbert, Gilbert Godfrey. Godfrey. <laughs> You just lost your job as the duck again. Oh yes, yeah. They <laughs> they, they, took they, they rehired me and fired me just, just for now. that joke. Just now, just now, <laughs> you were almost the duck again, and now oh, that's and whenever over. Whenever I was doing these, when when I'd go on shows, because it was right when my book came out, so all they wanted to talk about this was new book, the tsunami. Yes, yes. Really, still? I mean, you. I mean, you got this new book. Yes, that's it, like what is it? Like four years ago? Yeah. The How book, long ago was it? No, that book came out right at the same time. Oh. And um, I remember I would go on these shows and they talked for two, two, three seconds and then go, but of course there's an elephant in the room we have to talk about. <laughs> not really, not really. This is one joke that was taken the wrong way. Let's yeah. move past. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but yeah, I mean, there was, a, what was the other thing that you, oh, that was, that was even on Twitter, right? It wasn't even. Oh yeah, on my Twitter account. It wasn't even something yeah. you said publicly. You yeah. put it on Twitter and these fucking parasites are like, oh shit. Oh yeah. Oh God, taking the task for a joke that was on a Twitter, it's a, it, I, I don't know, you can't do anything anymore. Oh, it's, it's insane now. I, I, I'm on Twitter and you got to be careful, like, you know, like, I'm going to, I better temper this a little bit. Because, oh, yes, yes. Because it's going to become viral and it's going to be a problem. And also, like, now the entire world has an opinion. It's like it used to be, first of all, there were the stars, like, like, yeah, like years ago. Yeah. Uh, like Milton Berle or, yeah. Yeah. or like uh, Humphrey Bogart. Sure. You didn't go like, well, you know, I tweeted Humphrey Bogart and told him Casablanca <laughs> yeah. was a piece of shit. <laughs> and you feel important. They were a separate universe. Yeah. Well, that's what someone I was talking to, Chuck Klausterman, he's, uh, he's uh, the writer. He, it was interesting. He said that there was a time where, you know, you'd, you'd be in a, maybe in the back of a club after a show or, or even at a record store with some guy. You go hanging out in the record store and some guy's standing there at the counter with the guy behind the counter and you. And he goes, Jimmy Page sucks. He's a horrible guitar player. Yeah. And then, you know, you would say, like, I don't know. I think he's pretty good at that, you know. And then uh, that'd be it. They'd go into the atmosphere. But now, right. like, that guy can put it on Twitter and Jimmy Page could respond to it. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> and I, I don't know what that's a... What that's a testament to. I mean, I think we're all a little too accessible, but we seem to invite it. But uh, there's also that it's one thing to censor yourself because you're like, yeah, I don't think maybe that's right for me to say that. Oh, yeah. But now you got to be like, well, I don't know if it's right because God knows what will happen if I put that into the world and it's misunderstood. And that's oh, a, yeah. it's stifling. Well, I remember, well, like with the Michael Richards thing. Yeah. In there, number one, first thing I thought of is like you know him. Uh, I years ago I remember him in the clubs He's on a, and off. I don't know if anyone knows him. He yeah, was yeah. also kind of odd. Yeah, but um, 
I remember there, that was a thing where, and I and I love how they, oh, see, this is what I love about the media. They, you know, like my jokes, when I get in trouble with my jokes, they say it yeah. on the air or broadcast it, but preface it with we're shocked and offended. Yeah. So that makes it okay. Yeah. And and they were playing like Michael Richards stuff. And, you know, years ago, if Michael Richards said that in a club, like the next day the comics would be joking about it. Right, right, right. And then that would be the end of it. Well, see, that was the beautiful yeah. thing. I was talking to a writer in, uh, what the hell was it, some one of these uh, Onion AV writers. I was just talking to him in uh, Chicago that there was a time where, you know, before the cell phones, before all this shit, like, you know, something would happen in a club. And you saw it a lot more often back when, you, I'm sure when you were starting, oh, yeah. even when I was starting, like, holy shit, that guy's snapping. He's losing yeah. his fucking mind. And, yeah. you, and you would see these moments on stage where everybody, you know, the audience would be like, what the fuck is going on? And the comics would be like, yeah. You know, like, but it would never happen again. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. You, you just have a story. But now some idiot's got it on his phone. You know, they tweet about it. You know, it's out now. You, you don't even feel comfortable, you know, taking certain chances or losing your mind. Less guys are losing their mind on stage, which I regret. You know, I loved it when there was a time where it's like you knew certain guys. You were probably one of them. Oh, yeah. Where, you, where, yeah. You, where you know, he, you'd go up and people be like, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen, but we better be yes. in the room. Oh, and, and here's the best part about the Michael Richards story is he used, and I hate these terms mm -hmm. that they use now, the N word, yeah. the C word. Yeah. And it's like, oh. What word is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a better man for saying it that way. Yeah, and it's like, so when you say it, the other person has the word out loud in his mind, so yeah. how is it? Yeah, know? yeah. But, so, the owner of that club yeah. that Michael Richards was at... Jamie Masada. Yeah, yeah, he said, from now on, anyone who uses the N-word in my club will get fined for it. And I thought, how about going and saying... At my club, we don't censor anything. It might be shocking and offensive. It might get you angry. That's comedy. Yeah. yeah. And and we don't stop anyone. That'll get people in your club. <laughs> not saying, oh, I clean it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's not even going to let black people say it. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think like four or five black comics went broke because of oh, that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Martin Lawrence is living out on the street yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, because of that. <laughs> it's the only club he worked at. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I just think it's a little too sensitive. So in your, in your, like in your recollection, because you know all these old guys, who are the guys you like watching the most? Did you? I mean, because I know you must have. You know, you're hanging around clubs. We all hang around clubs most of our lives. You must have liked watching somebody. I, I loved. Well. Oh, you mean when I was... Uh, Coming up. With... Uh, hmm. See, that was a thing. Now, I mean, now, Were you so involved in your own head at that time? Well, or what? now I really can't watch comedy. Yeah. Because it's like, now forget it. <laughs> now I just stare at it and go, oh, that was clever, I guess. <laughs> and, I don't know. Is this the same guy or is it another guy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was the other I, guy black yeah. and female? Yeah. I if I close my eyes, it's all the same guy. <laughs> Very few people with a, a real character, you know? Oh, yeah. And I think that that's, that's what's, uh, if anything's changed, it's that. Because you realize, like, uh, you, know, uh, you know, when people say, like, you know, you're funny, you should be a comedian. 
And and there was always the defense of it, like, well, it's different. It's like, well, I'm not so sure anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It seems that if you can tell a joke effectively, you can get up there and do it, you know? But there were not guys that you liked? Oh, yeah. There was some that I liked. Were you friends with Richard Lewis? Uh, Richard Lewis, I'd run it. Yeah, I was kind of friendly. Yeah. I never hung out with him. Did you like watching him? Uh, yeah, it was always kind of odd. Well, I like watching him because you knew he was like, out of his mind you know <laughs> yeah you, you were kind of expecting him to have a heart attack on stage do you remember uh, larry david from cat oh yeah larry david uh what was good about him is he he hated being on stage yeah and would get into fights with people in the audience like immediately right yeah yeah and <laughs> and and he would you know it was like uh I yeah, and sometimes I remember one time in particular he got into a fight with somebody on stage, and the guy stood up, and the guy was like a mountain. Yeah, and it's like finally some people from the club jumped in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Did Larry keep the stage? Did he stay up there? Yeah, Larry was up there, but I don't think he knew what to do at that point. <laughs> That's a difficult point for a lanky Jewish guy. Yeah. <laughs> Were you? You've crossed that line that you were actually trying to cross, <laughs> and, and there may be repercussions. Yeah. That's where the Jews say, could someone kick him out? Oh, could yes. someone take care of him? <laughs> but, like, how about Kaufman? I mean, was that something? Kaufman, I remember him one time going into the improv, yeah. and he just sang a uh, hundred bottles of beer on the wall. And, you know, at first you start laughing, and then you think, oh, okay, he's going to stop now. Yeah. And then he kept going, and I was cracking up because the audience hated him. <laughs> did he do the whole song? He did the entire hundred <laughs> bottles of beer on the wall. People must have walked out and shit. Oh yeah. Now I talk about uh, Saturday Night Live with people because I'm I'm yet to uh, to really get uh, any sort of um, you, you know most people are very reverent of their experience yes. on that show, even if it was. You know, bad yeah you know they never blame lauren they never blame yeah. the show and it's always very sort of like oh no i learned a lot and you know oh, oh he's yeah a, he's a great guy what was your experience there uh i was there right after the original cast left and so back then it was like how dare they continue saturday night live without the original cast of people right it back then it would be like if in the middle of Beatlemania, yes. <laughs> uh, you just said, oh, where the new Beatles are not John, Paul, George, and Ringo. It's Harry, Artie, <laughs> Phil. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. And so it was an outrage. Oh, Like, so, uh, how dare right. And so even before we got on the air, they were already writing these articles. Who the hell are these people? And, and you were unknown at that time? Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and that was the best part, too is how stupid these writers actually are because they were writing about us saying, we don't know who these people are. And they totally forgot no one knew who Belushi or Aykroyd were. Yeah. It's not like they were big film stars. Right, 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 yet. Yeah. Yeah. So when we got on the air, I mean, we did suck. Yeah. But it was like, it's funny, I always say, now to say the bad season of Saturday Night Live is like saying the issue of Playboy where the girl shows her tits, you know? <laughs> right. But back then it was like everybody was 
gunning the show. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were, yeah, and you didn't get on much, or what happened? Uh, yeah. I, well, at one point, I the writers hated me so much. Why? And I hated. I don't know. No one got along. And uh, in one sketch, it was a funeral scene, so I was in it as the dead body in the coffin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's when he knew it was over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got no lines. Not only does he not have lines, he's dead. Yeah. And also, it showed, too, when, um, uh, like, there was one point that became the big news story. It's like, at the end of one of the shows, we were doing a show where the running gag was, uh, you know, back then it was Who Shot JR right. for Dallas. And so they would do, we were doing Who Shot CR for Jolly Rocket. Yeah. And. that He was a guy in the show, right? Uh, yeah. What was, happened to that guy? Oh. God. Uh, wow. Do you know? He Actually, the funny thing is- Because he was like the guy that was supposed to be the big guy. Yeah. The funny thing is, after he we were all fired, a lot of people were saying, oh, he never worked again after that. But he did. He was constantly popping up in TV shows, yeah. movies, like he was in Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dances with Wolves. He was on Moonlight. So he just oh, had a career yeah. as an actor. Oh, very busy guy. Yeah. And so uh, who shot CR? Uh, yeah, and then he he wound up years later. I and it wasn't too long after I vi- I there was like the short lived Jenny McCarthy show, as right? A, as opposed to the really long yeah, yeah, the, thirty year the, the, the sketch show, shame. right? Yeah, and and I I went on it. It was like a, a sitcom. Yeah. Used. And and oddly enough, I was cast as Charlie Rocket's brother. Yeah. And so we got together and we were laughing. He seemed like he was full of life and everything. He they moved to wherever Connecticut or something, oh, so and he a... wound up killing himself. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. What about Phil Rosato? You remember that guy? Oh, he was of a different season. Yeah. Whatever happened to yeah, him, I have no idea. <laughs> but what was the bit you were doing, the Who Shot CR oh, thing? So uh, he wound up, so at the end of the show, they go stretch. Yeah. And I'm still, I'm showing you. Right yeah, yeah. Stretch. And he, uh, so they said stretch. And he was there and he goes, well, I've never been shot before and I'd like to know who the fuck did it. <laughs> And that became really shocking and an outrage to the station, much in the way I'm used to mm-hmm. people all of a sudden outrage. Right. And what's interesting is the word fuck was said during the original right. season of the show, but that was doing better, so nobody heard it. Sure, sure. Now, when there was a reason to hear it, oh, they said fuck, yeah. oh my God, we heard that. And Who the they, hell does that really offend? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I just don't understand it. Yeah, like people are running out in the street. Throwing their TV sets outside. Yeah, no! yeah. Yeah, people are performing harikiri. Who the like, fuck are those people? And and so they fired everybody. Over that? Yes, yes. Oh, my God. And But I always think, like, we were that season of Saturday Night Live that was like when George Lazenby play James Bond. Yeah. It was right after Sean Connery left. <laughs> this is guy George Lazenby like, fuck him. Yeah. How dare he? Yeah, yeah. Only Sean Connery yeah, yeah. can play. Now it's like, someone's I, a, I, I could be James Someone's got to take the hit. Yeah. So, someone's, there's going to be a fall guy in that thing. Yeah. yeah. You have to be, there has to be a sacrificial so, yeah. laugh. Yeah. Right, right after. Yeah. When, when Howard Stern left 
you know, terrestrial radio. Yeah. I I always thought if I ran that station when it was time to start the new show, I would have looked out in the street and went, "Hey, you want to want to do a radio show?" Because yeah. he's dead. Yeah. No. He no matter who it is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so now you're out. You you seem well. You seem healthy. <laughs> <laughs> you seem good. You look well. Well, you must you be doing something. Go right. ahead, punch me in the stomach as hard <laughs> yeah, as you can. Yeah, yeah, look what happened to Houdini. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna get in the tank? I don't know what happened. Some interviewer punched him in the stomach. He said he could take it. But what is your? Where, where do you live? In the city still? Oh yeah. Not in Brooklyn? Uh, no, no. You got a family? Oh yes. You yes. do? Yes, yes. The, uh, I don't know. Do you have a? I, yeah, you have the kids? Gotti. Yeah, <laughs> you have a kid? Yeah, both. Uh, uh, two. Both are black. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. <laughs> Do you use the N-word at home? You mean Norwegian? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you do have two kids. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's, uh, that's amazing. How old are they? Uh, one's uh, in his 50s. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You don't. You do. See, I don't even know if it's real. What is it? I'm trying to, I'm trying to humanize you, Gilbert. Yes. <laughs> I want people to listen to this that's, and go. That's hey, like hey, a hey. Dr. Frankenstein moment. We're going to humanize yeah. Gilbert yeah. Gottfried. He's not going to be the shouting monster that we all know. <laughs> He's going to have a life and, and sensible shoes. <laughs> Which I've been known for, having very insensible shoes. You do have kids, though. Yes. Okay, yes. and you get along with them. I guess. <laughs> It depends on the day. All right. I, I still wake up like I'm in a Twilight Zone episode. Really? Yeah, like I still kind of wake up and I feel like it's one of those Twilight Zone episodes where they where I go, where am I? Why, you're in the White House and it's 1803, <laughs> Mr. President. And it's like, huh? What? <laughs> I'm not prepared for this. Well, okay, so this book came out. Yeah, this is going to be out in paperback now, right? That's the uh, deal. Yes, it's out in paper, rubber balls and liquor. And it was great to talk to you. I really appreciate you coming by. And, and uh, oh, my website's gilbertgottfried.com. My Twitter account, if depending mm-hmm. what country you're in, oh, yeah. is <laughs> at Real Gilbert. Oh, and also you can hear me read Fifty Shades of Grey on Jess.com. What is that? Fifty Shades of Grey? Yeah. This is what uh, women masturbate to. <laughs> well, that and my act. Well, I, uh, <laughs> I would love to know the women that masturbate to Gilbert Gottfried's. <laughs> <Just, laughs> you see them like you know, with a box of cookies on a bed in their 60s going, yes. this still works for me. <laughs> going back and forth from their fingers to cookies, listening to you reading that book. <laughs> Well, all right. So he's they, almost the sexiest Jack Jones. Yeah. Why the fuck don't I know what that book is? It's a it's a known. Uh, yeah. This is like uh, it became uh, like a women's masturbatory book. Oh, that's hilarious. And, who's, whose idea was it to have you read it? Uh, I don't know. They called me. It was this suggest dot com, and and uh, when you read it, it's horrible. The yeah. reading is horrible. Yeah. I mean, there's like words like. And he inserted himself in my sex. Yeah. It's like, huh? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Can we get more specific with that? Yeah, other could, I mean, is pussy that difficult a word to come up with? You mean the P word? Yeah, I couldn't think <laughs> of the P word. He's using the P word. <laughs> you mean urine? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. It's good talking to you.
Okay, that's our show, people. I thought it was a lovely conversation. He's funny. He's a sweet little Jewish man. Can I call him that now? A sweet little old Jewish man, that Gilbert. Enjoyed it. On uh, Thursday, we got Dave Alvin from the Blasters. One of my favorites. Hardcore man. Singer-songwriter dude. The real deal. Go to WTF Pod for all your WTF Pod needs. Get some JustCoffee.coop. Get the WTF blend, and I get a little on the back end of that. Check out the app. Pick up the app. Get the premium app. Check the episode guide before asking me to have somebody on the show. Leave a comment if you're pleasant, or leave an unpleasant comment pleasantly. Do it. Go ahead. Get on the mailing list. I email you every week. Every Monday, you'll get an email from me. Does that mean anything to you? Check out the new posters. Pick up a t-shirt. Thank you again, people in uh, Ferndale, Michigan. Had a great time out there on Saturday. So right now, as you're listening to this, I'm shooting the uh, the first episode of my IFC show. Now I'm sad because, you know, I want to call for Boomer. God damn it, man. Boomer, come home. God damn it. Got enough to fucking worry about. Maybe that wasn't the right tone.